Jesus preached revolution. If you think that Jesus was a meek and mild teacher whose sayings can be cross-stitched onto wall hangings, you clearly haven't been listening. Every sentence is seditious. As he begins the Sermon on the Mount, he gives us these beatitudes that turn all our thinking upside down. The final couple of verses end with a saying that sounds every bit as bonkers as all the others. Matthew chapter 5 from verse 10. Blessed are all those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, when people persecute you, when people falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Blessed are the persecuted. You could say, happy are the victims. Happy are the ill-treated. Happy are the hounded. Sounds crazy, right? Well, let's follow the way that these Beatitudes have developed. Essentially, we come to Jesus in chapter 5, verse 3, and we say, Jesus, look, I recognize that I am poor in spirit. I am spiritually rubbish. I have nothing to offer you. I'm morally bankrupt, Jesus. And Jesus says to us, verse 3, Oh, the kingdom of heaven belongs to you. All of my kingdom, it's all for you. Verse 4, we come to Jesus and we say, Jesus, I, I mourn over this death-bound world. I mourn over my death-bound heart. I grieve my losses and my selfishness. And Jesus says, let me comfort you. Verse 5, we come to Jesus and, and we say, Jesus, look, I give up on my own strength and my abilities, my performances. I, I, I have no power of my own. I'm powerless. I'm impotent. I'm meek. And Jesus says, that's the Spirit. Here, have the earth. Have the whole world. It's yours. Verse 6, we come to Jesus and we say, Jesus, I, I, I am desperate. I, I lack righteousness. I, I f I'm famished. I have nothing. And Jesus says, you lack righteousness? Here, have mine for free. Verse 7, we come to Jesus and we say, Jesus, I, 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 I need forgiveness. And Jesus says, have all the mercy in the world. Just pass it on. Verse 8, we come and we're, we're cleansed by, by Christ's work. And, and now we start to see things right. Verse 9, we're reconciled by God. And now we become peacemakers out in the world. And... And then verse 10, this is when the persecution starts. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. We're empty before God, we're filled by Jesus, and then we flow out into the world to pour out all these blessings, and we're still meek and poor in spirit and mourning and all those things. But as we try to make peace with the world and pour out mercy, you know how they react to us with rejection and hostility. That might seem crazy. We bring to the world grace, mercy, and peace. And how does the world respond? With persecution. But maybe that shouldn't surprise us because we're following Jesus into this world. And that's how they handled him. If we follow Jesus in offering mercy, in living purely, in making peace, we will run against the grain of this world. And when you go against the grain, you're going to get splinters. Are you being persecuted for righteousness' sake? We've already seen how the word righteousness in verse 10, it's parallel to Jesus in verse 11. Living for Jesus means living for righteousness, and it means trouble in a world that is not righteous. So often we suffer and we conclude that we've done something wrong. 
Well, such thinking reveals our default assumptions. We imagine that right living is about taking the path of least resistance and avoiding all confrontation. When persecution comes, we immediately question, what have I done wrong? And Jesus says, don't be silly. Right living means persecution. Kingdom living means persecution. You can come to the world and only want to bring peace and mercy. That's how Jesus came to the world. And they killed him. But when we are persecuted for righteousness sake, that is blessed. So if we face trouble for the name of Christ, and we will, if we belong to him, then let Peter's words comfort us as we are facing the persecution of this world. In 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 12, Peter writes, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the painful trial you are suffering as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice that you participate in the sufferings of Christ so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed. For the spirit of glory and of God rests on you.